bringing you news and updates from the Alliance of American Football, your source for everything Memphis, with your hosts, Dan and Michelle. This is Memphis AAF. What's going on, flight crew? Welcome aboard. This is your captain speaking. My name is Daniel, complete by Michelle, and welcome to the Memphis AAF. Wait, 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 wait. No, sir. Can I help you? You just interrupted my intro. You can help me by getting the name right. What? It is time to finally, after much long-anticipated await, <laughs> announce the name. Drum roll, please. Do you want to? Uh, yeah, I'm ready. Welcome to Express and Goal. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. Three, two, one. Express and Goal. Long awaited. Had a few hiccups along the way. I think we came up with this name back in like August. I mean, it's been a minute. If you can remember way back when we were asking for like hashtags and like sayings for the team, that's when we came up with it. Yeah. And it was someone had sent us something and I kind of ripped off of it and I came up with Express and Goal. Yeah. And we wanted to have everything in place before we actually release everything. So we wanted to do it all at once rather than like piecemeal it. And it had a graphic designer that fell through. Went around the world. We got one. We have we have a logo. <laughs> yes. One of our adoring fans on Twitter. That's pretty extreme to say, but a really cool guy that we connected on Twitter. If you remember, we we're on Alliance Football Podcast. Yep. He put out a call for people to submit their own logos for him. Yep. He wanted to update it. And this guy submitted his. Rob Rob Graphics That's on it. Twitter. Yep. I guess he was just in the designing mood because he is really good. And like shot one my way. Said, hey, what do you think about this? Oh, we think it's fucking awesome. Let's do this. So if you guys want to see this awesome kick-ass logo that we're talking about, our patrons have exclusive access. So if you are a patron or if you'd like to be a patron, go to memphisaf.com slash Patreon. And you'll find all the information and you'll get access to the logo. Shamon. And our patrons also get something else with the logo. Oh, yeah. Since we have the actual logo, we can finally create merch that we've been wanting to do for a while. Hell yeah, bro. So our current patrons, of course, will get it. But the next five also for being early supporters will get a free shirt with our design on it. And all patrons get a vinyl sticker with our logo. You got that right. So go to Patreon, become a patron, and you get free awesome shit. Yes. Shall we move on to the actual show? Well, I think uh, we have a bit of an apology to her. Oh, this is again. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think so. Uh, first off, we have to apologize for... Being late, I think, with our week off due to the holidays, was it what, just one week? I felt like it was more than one week. For me, it was only like three days. Anyway, because of that, we've been out of the habit of recording and like being on our shit. So that's why today's episode's a little late. Yeah, ju- just a smidge. Day. Any other apologies we got? Okay, so we announced that we wouldn't have an episode last week, but we did say that we would go live on Instagram. Did we? Uh, yes. I don't remember that. Maybe we did. Therefore, it didn't happen. Um, I guess we didn't, so we have nothing to apologize for. Okay. But we did get questions from some listeners. Right, because if we were going to do an episode, it was going to be a Q&A episode. Yeah, but with the holidays, it just was not possible. We thought we would go ahead and still answer those questions for you guys. Yes. So let's get started. Let's do it. What's the first question? So the first question, I okay, so uh, let me, this is on me. I'm not sure who actually sent this question in. So you do have another stop on the apology tour. Yeah, yeah. Let me... Uh, <clears throat> I'm so sorry. If this is your question, please reach out to us. And I will promise that I will attempt to shout you out next time. But we know how that goes. <laughs> we're not the best at that. No. So anyway, on to the question. Down to the apologies. We're here to focus on the Memphis Express. 
So let's do this. Any standout players in terms of personality or skills and what you've been able to see? Michelle, I want you to start off because I know there is one personality that really stands out to you that you just you just can't stop talking about. Yeah, there is a personality that I... Well, really, it's a lack of a personality. Uh-huh. I think I talked about this in our last episode. If you guys watch any promotional materials from or of or about Troy Cook, he is so dead in the face. I'm excited to watch him play, but... From what we've seen, he's got zero personality, and he like <laughs> could not give any less of a shit. I mean, I don't think that's true, but that's just the way he conveys. Yeah. What about you, Daniel? Any standout players in terms of personality or skills? So we haven't been able to see much. We had like 20 or 30 minutes of minicamp, and beyond that, there has been nothing. Yeah, pretty much. So as far as skills, and I'm not the best like player evaluator, and I don't pretend to be, so... I can't really say who would be like the standout player. Okay. But the guys over at Blitzalytics, one of their guys did an article about some key players on the Memphis roster. It's a little bit dated because it still lists Zach Stacy. Okay. Um, which he obviously isn't on the team anymore. Obviously. But if you want to go check that out, I'll put a link in the show notes. But he's got some really good ones like Jeremy Kutcher, a cornerback. Obviously, he lists Zach Stacy and Zach Mettenberger, which. Uh, uh, uh. Sorry, sorry for. Zach met in bacon cheeseburger. Of course. Which, as we know, maybe a little bit further down in the um, depth chart. Yeah, we'll see. Since the charismatic Troy Cook seems to be the number one guy. Wait, wait, wait. We need a, we need a nickname <laughs> for Troy Cook. Oh, uh, yeah. What? Troy Head Cook? Head Cook? I don't know. Like, there's Head Chef. Yeah, yeah. I, I get where you're going with it. It's just not good. We'll, we'll have to workshop it. <laughs> if you have suggestions, uh, let us know. Dead in the eyes, Troy Cook? <laughs> Um, but he also listed, this is Blitzalytics, we're moving on from Troy Cook, <laughs> he listed Chris Givens, which is a wide receiver, uh-huh. as one of the key players. That name's familiar. We interviewed him at minicamp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I interviewed him at minicamp, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, if you want to see that interview, that's also on our Patreon. This one is free to the public, so you don't have to sign up for it. But do it anyway, because <laughs> we're awesome, and you're awesome, and we're all awesome. Uh, but we got a couple minutes with him, so be sure to check that out. Now, I will say, before you go check that out, I've watched that back. It is not my strongest interviewing skills. And but- our, okay, it's cold, it was windy, and the audio was rough because we had the... We did. We have like an external microphone, but it wasn't working. Yeah, and also this was at the end of minicamp, and like everyone had already left. Yeah, and I felt like I was kind of like holding him up, and I felt bad. So it was it was rough. We'll get better, I promise. But he was a lot of fun, so he was cool. Yeah, so check so, it out. And as far as personality, there have been a couple players that are active on social media. I know I'm going to be forgetting some because I'm just kind of going off the top of my head. But I know like uh, Chris Weathered, uh-huh. wide receiver. Sure. Um, he does a lot. Absolutely. Sam Montgomery. No way. He's a defensive end. What? Uh, he likes a lot of my stuff, so I'm gonna I'm gonna shout him out. Way to go, cool personality, dude. Fabian Guerrero also likes some of my stuff, so Who obviously is, uh, uh, wide receiver. I, I knew that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. Obviously, that. I mean Michelle is the roster guru, so clearly <laughs> she knows what I'm talking about. I can school you, bro. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> Taylor underscore a underscore cook on Instagram asked, "Is the February 16th home opener kickoff time announced yet? Isn't it? No." Oh. Only week one. Our home <laughs> opener is week two. Oh, right. And if you remember correctly, Michelle won't be there. Oh, my God. So we still have to give away that ticket. Yeah. All right. Anyway, moving on. So, no, only week one has been announced at this time. Which is 11 a.m.? Right? 3 p.m.? What? Is it? Michelle, now you got me confused. I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's 3 p.m. I don't know about that. Google it. Okay, so we're both wrong. It's actually 1 p.m. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I had two ones, so I was half right. You're twice as right. <laughs> That's not how it works. Anyway. The final question that we're going to answer today is from our friend of the pod, Joe Van Dalsum, also yeah. known as Van Awesome. Who is a... Wow. Do you not know who anybody is? I, I swear to God, every week you get amnesia and you forget everything. <laughs> it's like, I'm sorry. This he, is a no-bit zone right now. Like, she is not pretending. <laughs> she literally cannot remember where she knows Van Awesome from. I know where he's from. He's a co-host of the Shipyard Podcast. There we go. I knew it. Ugh. Anyway, he's really funny. You guys, if you're not listening to Shipyard, please check it out. It's really funny. Even though the fleet are not going to win the championship. Well, obviously. Have you seen their uniforms? Or their helmet? Ugh. Yeah. And he'll attest to that. <laughs> anyway, Van Awesome asks, what was Koshi Irving's position at WWE? Yeah. Now, let me just say, Dan's not uh, reading that incorrectly. This dude just straight up spelled Koshi Irving. And he misspelled position. How difficult is position? So I'm assuming by Koshi Irving, he means Koshi Irby, the Memphis team president, who did work at WWE. So we're going to go with that. So he has... What was Koshe Irby's position at WWE hashtag Conspiracy Corner? Now, if you've not listened to the Shipyard podcast, the Conspiracy Corner is definitely a fun segment on their <laughs> show to listen to. I've, I've picked up some really fun, interesting bits. I feel like, what's that meme of Charlie from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia with all the red strings all over the place? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely them. Yeah. And I feel like Conspiracy Corner was born out of his desire to use special effects on his fancy mixer. <laughs> but anyway, so I... Looked into this. Uh, we, you know, we talked about before when we went over the, you know, the front office for the team. Koshe worked at the WWE for six and a half years before coming to the AAF. Sure. So I went on his LinkedIn, and this is what he listed as his previous job for the WWE. Obviously, obviously, the regional director of live events. Wait, regional manager, Dunder Mifflin. Assistant to the regional manager. Right, right, right. He was the assistant to the regional. No, he, <laughs> he was the regional director <laughs> okay. of live events. For World Wrestling Entertainment. WWE. Almost seven years. So wow. six years, 11 months. He lists his job description as overseeing marketing and sales for regional WWE live events in various domestic and international markets. The primary focus is driving revenue and attendance growth, as well as developing differentiators from other live events. Sounds like that background is a really great place for, like, for him to jump into a starting league. If that was his yeah. job before was to sell tickets and to get people there in marketing... That's exactly what we need out of a team president. Yeah. And he's doing a great job. Obviously. Obviously. So that's what he did. Now, the reason they brought it up in Conspiracy Corner is their belief is that the AAF and the XFL are working in tandem to build separately for an eventual merger down the road. Right. Because Koshe Irvy worked for the WWE. That's the AAF connection. And the XFL is obviously Vince McMahon. Yeah. And Vince McMahon is the CEO of WWE, and the WWE was the one that created the original XFL. Right. Now, as far as I know, Vince McMahon is keeping the two separate. Yeah, and if we look at like my argument in this, it's kind of fun to see both sides of it. But from all that we've seen about Vince McMahon and the XFL so far, which isn't a whole lot, but what we know is that he doesn't want them to be anything like the XFL. Um, shit. He doesn't <laughs> want them to be anything like the NFL. But the AAF is different because they're letting players get out of their contracts temporarily to go play for the NFL and even come back. So the AAF is trying to recognize its important role as an in-between step. And the XFL is like, nah, that's not us, bro. Yeah. So maybe it happens. Maybe it doesn't. It's a fun conspiracy. Conspiracy. <laughs> 
So speaking of Vince McMahon and the XFL, uh-huh. I think we mentioned it before. We mentioned at least one, but there has been like a plethora of new spring leagues that are popping up like nowhere. This is another thing that was talked about in an episode of the Shipyard podcast. I swear we're not just stealing our content, guys. We were going to discuss this. <laughs> uh-huh. Sure. <laughs> What's this league? So this one is called oh. the... Fr- Sorry. I was remembering the stupid ass team names. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> so this one is the Freedom Football League. Oh. Which is, okay. That was me retching, by the way. <laughs> so, just a couple of the team names. I think the Ohio Power. Ugh. No, the Ohio Players. Portland Progress. Uh-huh. <gasps> Oakland yes. Panthers. Mm-hmm. Yep, for Black Panthers. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Okay, so this league is all about... <laughs> Van Dawson made a good point of... Or Van Awesome made a good point in, in the Shipyard podcast that, like, there's no place better to marry sports and politics than football. It worked so well for the NFL, didn't oh it? Oh, my God. So the the point of the Freedom Football League, is that what it is? Yes. Okay, so they want to bring politics and football together. Like, they're encouraging these political conversations. And while I think that that's a good place to start, like, I don't think we should be separating the two. I think that by having a league that's in Oakland, Portland, Ohio, and Alabama. Florida. Florida. Birmingham I mean, has a team. I just think... And if you look at, at least in my perception of football, it's a very like Southern conservative sport. I know that's not like universal. I wouldn't consider us conservatives, but it's traditionally a very conservative sport. So for you to bring in people of all different political realms and then say like, yeah, talk about politics, have at it. Like, I just don't think that's going to go well. So my take is, and I don't disagree with you at all, is this is almost the mirror of the APL. The American Patriot League. Right. So the American Patriot League, as we discussed before, is super patriotic. You know, they have like the Liberty Conference and the Freedom Conference. Oh, God. It's just super America. And America. (laughs) Fuck yeah. So they seem to be targeting the fans that are boycotting the NFL because they disagree with the player protests. The APL? Yes. Okay. Whereas the Freedom Football League seems to be targeting the fans that have boycotted the NFL because they support the players. Right. And and not supporting like Colin Kaepernick and the protests. Yeah. Yeah. So it's the two opposite and whatever your beliefs are fine, but I don't think that that passion of the boycott is big enough or strong enough on either side to be able to support a league just based on those principles. And if there's anything we have learned about Twitter over the past, what, 15 years is that it's a great place to talk about politics and respect each other. Right. Yeah, totally. Because in America nowadays, as united as we are, we can have a healthy and constructive conversation regarding politics. (laughs) Nope. Nope. Not true. It can't happen. No. So I I don't see it happening. It's hard to imagine that this would be successful. I mean, I think that's just overall, like, I just don't think it's going to last. And there were other things like this league is totally voted on. Like everything is voted on by the fans, right? Wasn't that another aspect of it? Yeah. So like fans can own stock in the teams, which seems to be their main funding source, which I mean. (laughs) Yeah. As we were listening to the Shipyard podcast again, another shout out for you guys. You really should start paying us. Um, (laughs) In all fairness, you know, Van Awesome is one of our patrons. So they kind of are. Yeah. Okay. Your shirt's going to be coming soon, sir. So my point was, you got to show someone what they're buying before they buy it. Like, there's no way you can rely on crowdfunding if no one knows what the fuck they're buying. And sorry for all the cussing. I'm just, it just doesn't make any sense. There's, I just don't think that this can be successful. 
And beyond that, it's up to the players to vote on like the GMs and the coaches. And I think even so far as being able to vote on the plays. What? Yeah. And if I've learned anything from being in like Niner fan groups yeah. on Facebook, they should not under any circumstances have any input in player personnel or coaching staff at all. The dumbest people is this group <laughs> mentality and sports fanhood. So yeah. no, that that alone is enough to derail any attempt. So there's a lot going against this league that this league and the APL can do is they can hurt the reputation of the AAF because the AAF is obviously a serious league. It's not a joke. They're taking things very seriously from the leadership on down. It, it's structured very well to be successful. And they're already fighting an uphill battle because of all the past leagues that have tried and failed to create a, at least at the time, a competitor to the NFL or an alternative or just another football league in the U.S. And not only that, there's NFL fans that think that this league is stupid. And th there are people that already like football. Yeah. And so out of the gate, the AAF is fighting a losing battle, trying to convince people to take it seriously and to support it. And it doesn't help that all these other leagues, which are not serious, they don't have the funding. They're a joke. They don't have the vision, are getting the media attention that they are. And it only further hurts and confuses people about the league because a lot of times the AAF will come up and they'll confuse it with the XFL or with the Freedom Football League. Yeah. And obviously that doesn't help our cause. Yeah, absolutely. So I hope that these are just quick flashes in the pan and they go away soon and that the AAF can really, I mean, we're right around the corner from the first season opener. So I think that as soon as it happens, hopefully this will really take center stage and people will just be talking about the AAF. Yeah. And all it really takes is just somebody looking at who the coaches and GMs and the presidents are to see this is legit. We do have a bone to pick with the coaches. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let me just preface this by saying, do you want to get to that review? So we can address that and then. Okay, okay, okay. So let's get into the latest reviews. So where did this come from? Apple Podcasts. Aha. Uh -huh. So this person left a review saying, it's okay. It was a three-star review. And they say, I'm actually listening in from San Antonio, Texas. Okay. And that said, I'm listening in on all AAF related to get as much info from the league. I understand it's a new league and you have to work with what you get, but they always sound disappointed. That That's a bummer. I mean. Okay, here's the thing. We are very friggin' excited about this league. Yeah, I'm wondering if it just doesn't come across. I think it does, but I think we are also critical of what... I, I mean, I'm curious to know what episode that they listened to when they mm -hmm. left this review because there are some who are way more critical of others. And I will say, I'm rolling back on my hate of the name. There's, <laughs> you guys We're working know, on it. You guys know how I feel about it. Not a fan, but it's time to move on. It, it's been long enough. It's not going to change. So you're not going to hear that from me anymore. But we are going to be honest with you how we feel about things like that event or this next thing we're about to talk about with the coaching staff or uh, player. I mean, so anyway, we're just going to be honest with you. And I hope that it doesn't come across as disappointed. We just want to bring you all the news as we see it. And whenever there is something critical, the idea and the attempt is to get through it quickly, address it, but then move on to the happier, more exciting topics absolutely because we just love this and we want it to be the best that it can yeah and part of that is calling out the issues as we see them and you wouldn't like it if we were just praising everything about the league nonstop. that's that's not real yeah so sorry to that guy sorry that we sounded disappointed hopefully to everyone else <laughs> hopefully that person gives us another shot and they'll see that we really do love it and any 
criticism is just because we want it to be better. Exactly. So with that being said, <laughs> quickly address this latest issue. Which is a bummer. It just, it's a bummer. So we've been critical, kind of. I guess for me, it's more hesitant in some of the coaching choices. Sure. So, the well, I guess the big one is Matt Singletary. Who is? Mike Singletary's son. Right. He was a defensive end at Baylor, attempted a career in acting, had a few gigs, but has now come back to football. As a, the defensive coordinator, right? No, 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 no. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> that I would probably throw a fit about. Okay, okay. But he's okay. the defensive end linebacker coach. Okay. The defensive is in somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Which is the <laughs> position he played. Okay. But so defense, did I say defensive end coach? Defensive line and linebacker coach. Gotcha. So he does have some experience in football, obviously in that position. But the, I I don't know. I mean, I don't know him well enough to say if he's good enough for the, for the job or not. It's just suspect mm-hmm. that he was attempting a career in acting and is now a coach for the Express because his dad is Mike yeah. Singletary. And at the time, we were chalking it up to... Trusting the coach and right. that he's not doing this just because it's his son, that he sees the value that Matt will bring to the team. And hopefully that's that's all true. Yeah. So he's a defensive line linebacker coach, and then Tom Mason is a linebacker slash defensive line coach. So there will be another voice in there. Okay. So there's kind of backup on that. Yeah, and Tom Mason is a legitimate coach. Sure. So the second hire that we had questions about. Not at first, only after looking more into it, is... I'm not even going to attempt to butcher his first name, uh, but he went by O.J. Atagwe when he played in the NFL. Yeah. He was a very good safety, and he's now the secondary coach for the team. Secondary coach? Uh, yeah, defensive back. Okay, sure. Okay. <laughs> he is married to one of Singletary's daughters. Right. So, is it just more who you know or is he actually a valid coach he was a good player so i'm willing to chalk it up to that he got the job based on his merits but he got the opportunity based on who he knows you know especially in this league it's a lot about who you know and especially just in life it's networking it's yeah not what you know it's who you know right and who you know knows yeah these two hires i'm not upset about curious it's suspect yeah but it's more like we'll keep an eye on it and Honestly, I think, you know, this is for the best. I think Mike knows what he's doing. I'm going to stay cautiously optimistic. That's a good word for it. Is how I'll I'll stay on it. I think the best way is just to see how these positions do Mm -hmm. under these coaches. I mean, you can't say that a a player's performance is solely based on who's coaching them. There's a lot that goes into it, but I don't know. It's just suspect. And I don't want to spend too much time on it. Right. Because it is what it is. Something we can do about it. And there's more important things, more exciting things that we do want to talk about it. So we're big fans of Boba Jenkins. I'm absolutely. You know, a great player who deserves a shot, but just hasn't got the opportunity. So he went to tryouts. I think that he performed well. Yeah, really well. But he wasn't signed by the team. Okay, fine. Moving on. However, they recently signed Corden Moog out of Baylor. Okay. <laughs> yeah, weird name, but... We're not going to hold that against them. Sure. So I was going to make a player card for him, and I was trying to find... I always try to find images of them playing football. Right. I couldn't find anything. Okay. So I looked into it, because there is another Cordon Moog who played at Baylor, but he played rugby. So I maybe there's two guys named <laughs> Cordon Moog. Yeah, sure. But after doing some search, I found his Facebook page and saw that he was engaged to Mike Singletary's daughter. Another one or the same one? 
<laughs> I'm going to assume a different one. <laughs> I mean, it could be the same. We don't know their lifestyle. Anyway, so as far as I can tell, I couldn't find any stats of him playing football. It seems that his experience is in rugby. Similar gameplay to football, but we've never really seen a good transition from people making that switch from rugby to football, except in Madden. Yeah, and this is the one that really kind of gets to me. The other one's fine. But the list of guys out there that are skilled and want to play and will kill it is a million miles long. I mean, there's so many guys out there with experience, with heart, with skills that are ready to go. And he signed a relative-ish that played rugby. I mean, come on, man. So while, at least I hope, and maybe he balls out in training camp and he actually is really good. Maybe there is that, but on the surface, it's suspect. This is more than suspect. It's I just think frustrating. It's very frustrating. And yeah. And chances are this is just a training camp signing and maybe he'll get cut whenever they trim it down to the 52 man roster for the full season. Yeah. But there you go. Okay. Well, there's the the dark spot. Let's let's get it back up to the the happy stuff. All right. So, once again, the AAF is getting the recognition it deserves. Hell yeah. This one is coming from none other then the Panthers head coach, Riverboat Ron Rivera. So he was asked about the AAF because his team signed Garrett Gilbert, uh-huh. who was a quarterback for the Apollos. Right. And signed him. I think Cam got hurt. Their backup got hurt. So there we go. Gilbert gets called up. He's been then cut from the team, and he is going to be playing for the Apollos, uh-huh. unlike Josh Johnson, which is still up in the air. Anyway, he was asked about the AAF, and he says that this just shows how thin... The position is the NFL. Yeah. That you have to go to another league to find a backup quarterback when shit hits the fan. So, therefore, completely validating the role of the AAF. Yeah. And he said, like, that just shows the value of the AAF that these guys have this opportunity to develop and, above all else, to stay in football shape and just stay prepared. Yeah. Rather than, you know, cleaning pools or sitting on their couch waiting for their shot. Or going to Canada and playing another style of football. Yeah. Got some new information about the game. What game? Oh, my God. What? Football. The AAF. (laughs) What this whole podcast is about. But you said the game, like, there's one. There's, like, how many? There's a lot. There's only one game that matters. Oh. Well, what game? Madden 19. Welcome to the Madden 19 podcast. Nope, 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 (laughs) nope. I'm pretty sure it's a podcast. I'm pretty sure you did. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, football. The AAF. Got some new information. So, in the NFL... Going to sidetrack a bit. There's a 53-man roster, but only 46 dress on game day and are eligible to play. Absolutely. Yep. The AAF is going to be similar. So we have a 52-man roster, Mm -hmm. but only 48 will be dressed on game day. Sure. I don't know why. Audience, if you know, let me know. Who's the lucky five that don't have to wear a cup that day? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure that's how they feel. (laughs) Thank God I don't have to wear a cup. (laughs) So there you go. So, four guys won't be able to play on game day. Four? 52 minus 48 equals four. Oh, I thought you said 47. Okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. Where? <laughs> Can we cut this, please? I think she needs a nap. Can we cut this, please? Nope. <laughs> I'm in charge of editing. This is staying in. Okay, what you get next? So, there has been another leak from the AAF. Leak? Leak. Okay. Like a leaking faucet of just <laughs> beautiful imagery. Okay. This time... President of the San Diego Fleet put on Instagram a picture of the AAF football. Damn, bro. 
Yeah, which has since been deleted, so I'm assuming he wasn't <laughs> supposed to. But nevertheless, once it's on the internet, it doesn't go away. Screenshots forever. Exactly. So if you want to see this preview of the AAF ball, go to the show notes and we'll have it there. MemphisAAF.com slash 22. So this is it. Okay, sure. So it's brown just like in NFL regulation. <laughs> what? Our other football is not brown? No, the arena football is white and I think Canadian is black. Stupid. And the XFL was black too. It was black and red. Definitely stupid. So this is a traditional brown. So the uh, NCAA has white stripes on the end. So this one has one white and one blue stripe. And it looks like it's white and red on the bottom. Is it? Where? Right here. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And it has the AF logo right in the middle in black and silver. Yeah, it's kind of crazy because when you were telling me that they had another football, I was like, I mean, it's a football. How much can you really change about it? But it actually really does look different. I like it. A lot of people don't like the colors, but I think it makes it unique yep. to the AAF sure. without being ostentatious or atrocious. Yeah, I totally agree. I think it adds a little bit to it without making it too different. Now, my only thing is, is it going to change how the ball is thrown and caught? Because it looks kind of slick. No. Oh, I mean, okay. as much as like, because the NFL has their logo and everything on it. So it's not going to change too much. And the, the NCAA has the white stripe, just the same. The AAF logo looks like a sticker. Is it a sticker or is it like printed on there or painted? I don't know how footballs are made, but I'm assuming it'd be just like painted on there. Okay. So I think I saw somewhere that this is NCAA size, which is a little bit smaller than the NFL size football. Baby hands. <laughs> yeah, sure. So I don't know why that is or if that's even true, but there you have it. And moving on to the main event. So we have training camp right around the corner. On the day this episode drops, training camp will be starting. How exciting. Oh, my God. It's We're just over a month away from kickoff. What? Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to be excited in the middle of a yawn. <laughs> Not ideal. You sounds like you need to meditate. Oh, my God. I'm never going to let this down. Guys, I've been meditating like almost every day since August, I fall asleep once during meditating and he won't let me live it down. <laughs> so anytime like I'm going to take a nap, I say I'm going to go meditate. Oh my God. I'm never going to live this down. Nope. Anyway, back to training camp. Exciting. Training day. We don't sound disappointed right now. Should we go watch training day? The cop movie? Yeah. With Denzel Washington? <laughs> sure. Training. And training. It Ethan Hawke? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like they're very elated. <laughs> Perfect way to celebrate. Anyway. Training camp is starting whoop, whoop, whoop. today on the day that this episode is released will be like the start of it. They'll do like the paperwork or whatever, like all the boring shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. But tomorrow starts the league wide practice. League wide practice. Yep, yep, yep. Now, I don't know if that's um like all the teams will be practicing together on. So if it's like all the quarterbacks practicing, all the running backs practicing. Right. Or if it's going to be all the teams are going to separate, everybody will be practicing, but just separately. At the same time. Yeah. They will be on different fields. So, and again, obviously, they're not going to be practicing the entire time. Obviously. But there is different locations for every team, and each team is going to be in a different hotel. Ooh. Got to keep a secret. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There will be co-op practices. What does that mean? So that's what you're talking about. Like two teams will be practicing together. Like a scrimmage kind of thing? Maybe. Ah, cool. 
So I know like in the NFL, not really a scrimmage, but in the NFL, a lot of teams will practice together. Uh-huh. The first one I can remember is the Harbaugh brothers practice. I remember that. The Niners and the Ravens practice yep. together. And it wasn't like a scrimmage. They were running drills together. Right. Now, I'm surprised that Tell we me. didn't get invited to this to watch. I'm not. What? When have you ever known the <laughs> AAF to be open about anything? All right. All right. Fair point. I guess I'm just saying I would have loved to have been there. Yeah. The only thing we were invited to was the tryouts <laughs> because I was solely at Memphis Express. Yep. And a 30 minute period during the mini camp, which was open to all media. Yeah. So, no, I am not surprised that training camp is closed to us. Where is it happening? San Antonio. I'm not surprised. <laughs> Everything's happening in San Antonio. Yeah, it seems to be the place. I mean, in all fairness, where other than Texas can you find eight places for a football team to practice? <laughs> Fair enough. Within, like, driving distance of each other. Yep. So there will be co-op practices, and each team will play one preseason game. Well, we get to watch those? I heard something that it will be televised. What? Not confirmed, and it wasn't from a reliable source, so I don't know. Oh, man, I would love to. that. See, that they should air. For sure. If nothing else, like the app should be up, and we should be able to watch it. Yeah. When's the upcoming? This is off topic, but... <laughs> it should be this month. I'll reach out to the tech team and see if I can get some more information. You better. Do we have any idea what the matchups are going to be? No, no, not yet. Do we get to vote? <laughs> Maybe. That would be cool. Are we going to take a leaf out of the Freedom Football League's playbook? No, 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 no. See, preseason's different. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the preseason games will be on the 27th and 28th. Be two games each day. Okay. I want to watch. Okay. What are we doing? I feel like, do we have plans? Uh, check your calendar. Cancel them. Don't, doesn't matter. We're watching these games. Exactly. This all came from an interview that one of the GMs did for a radio show. Cool. And one thing that I found really interesting and could explain, at least partially, why Zach met in bacon cheeseburger wasn't a hot pick during Ooh, the draft. Do tell. As we all know, the AAF is eliminating extra point attempts after a touchdown. Yes. You have to go for a two-point conversion. Exciting. Exactly. Now, according to this guy, so this was the Arizona, it was Phil Savage with a hot shot. One of the philosophies that they used when they went into the draft was they wanted a dual threat quarterback. Dual threat? Uh, ah. Thank Colin Kaepernick, sure, Cam sure, Newton. Sure. Running, passing. Exactly. Not somebody like Ben Roethlisberger oh, or Tom Brady. Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah. Not moving anywhere. And that's what Menberger is. He's a statue. He's not very mobile. Gotcha. And when it comes to two-point conversions, one of the hardest things to do is cover the quarterback as well as the rest of the team. When you go for two-point conversion, having a dual-threat quarterback is immensely valuable. Ah. Ah, okay, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, so Troy Cook, already knowing the system that Singletary wants to run, yep. and being considerably more mobile than Megan Bacon Cheeseburger, there you makes go. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and you can also see that in Brandon Silvers, who is also very mobile. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, and then you have Hackenberg and Mettenberger. Hackenberg? Hackenberg Theaters, who are big arm guys, not mobile, but can throw the ball around. Right. So it seems like you got two more mobile guys and two more arm guys and going into training camp, seeing which one works best. Now, I am probably have asked you this before. You may have said this before. I'm sure I have. Which quarterbacks do you think will make the final cut? I cannot possibly say. No predictions? Nothing? None. Because I never would have predicted that Men Bacon Cheeseburger would not be the first pick for the Express. Yeah, that's fair. So as far as what Singletary sees in these guys and how many quarterbacks they're going to carry... Is there something with 
men bacon cheeseburger that isn't savvy with the coach. His attitude might be more than they can bear. Maybe he's not good. Maybe Silvers doesn't make it. Maybe you know, there's just too much that I don't know. So I'm like everybody else. I'm just gonna wait and see what happens during the training camp. Okay. And kind of follow the roster moves and see where we land. That's what everyone does, Daniel. Only too true. Being a new league and things are going to change. Rules are going to change to fit whatever they come up with. Yep. As we know, when it was first announced, we had a 50-man roster, but that has been changed to 52. Okay. Now, you were saying 52 earlier, and I was like, wait, I could swear to God it was 50. It was 50. Okay, okay, now okay. It's 52. I was like, all right, you guys, I know I don't know that much. And I, I get confused sometimes. I was like, I swear it was 50. Why is he saying 52? But I didn't want to call him out and be wrong. Okay. So for the record, I was thinking it was 50. <laughs> and so keep that in mind and understand that what you know about the AAF could change on a moment's notice. For example, when it was first announced, they said that they would have a 30-second play clock, where the NFL has a 40-second. And now it is being said that there will be a 35-second play clock. Okay, fine. Sure. <laughs> I don't care. And the onside kick, as we know, there are no kickoffs. So if you are trying to stay in the game and you want to go for a quote unquote onside kick. So in the AAF, you'd be on your own 35 yard line and it'd be essentially a fourth and 10. So you have one play to go 10 yards and then you keep the ball. Otherwise, you turn it over. Well, that is now going to be a fourth and 12 situation. So you have one play to go 12 yards. See, these are both situations in which I don't know why, but I kind of don't really care. So sure. This isn't like revolutionary to the game. It doesn't change a whole lot. It's just these minor things. So if you hear us say or hear me say since Michelle doesn't keep up. Hey, hey, hey. So or if you hear it anywhere else, just know that these changes are going to happen. And these are what we know so far. We just got to be along for the ride. Bingo. And what a fun ride it's going to be. We got to ride through the turbulence. (laughs) Hey, yo, Michelle's on board. Fine, fine, fine. (laughs) Anyway, that is all I got. Michelle, you got anything you want to add? Um, no. Okay. (laughs) So, the question for you guys is, who do you think are the star players or, like, the big names going to be coming out of training camp, whether personality or skill-wise? Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. So, follow us on social media to let us know or leave a comment on the website at memphisaaf.com. And from there, you can find us on social media, on Twitter, Instagram, wherever you feel like communicating with us. And if you want your voice on the show, all you got to do is call 901-352-0177. Leave us a message and maybe we'll play it on the show. Please do. Those are fun to listen to. Yeah. And if you want to get early access to get a look at our new logo. Which is totally badass. Or if you want to be the first ones to get some free merch from the show, memphisaaf.com slash Patreon. Do it. Show me the ball. <laughs>